2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Still City Insider listeners, welcome to episode number 69. And Jim, do you remember Gabe Rivera? He was drafted over a quarterback that was pretty special in the the
1: annals of the NFL. Annals. Annals is a funny word. Um, Wasn't Rivera number 69?
2: He was number 69.
1: And ironically... This is episode 69, right?
2: Wow. Wow. I mean, the the, the serendipity is,
1: is... Serendipity. palpable. It's magic.
2: It is. It is. It, and it is episode number 69 of the Still City Insider Podcast. We want to thank everybody for all the views, likes, comments. We appreciate all of you so much. Today, we are going to talk about Steelers OTAs as they are rolling along. But before we get into that, we do want to take a moment to recognize and honor uh, and celebrate the life of Stan Saverin, um, Pittsburgh media figure, great individual. Jim, thoughts on the passing of Stan Saverin?
1: Well, my thoughts, uh, um, first of all, are that, of course, he was a great guy. I've said that while he was alive. I've said it here. I've written it several times. I've told him on the radio. I've told him personally. He knows my feelings. Utmost respect. But well, well, what's what's really overwhelming me today is the outpouring. Everybody in the media, and this is a nasty little petty little catty media town, right? Everyone loves Stan. Stan never engaged in any of that pettiness. He he, he always wanted to talk sports. And I you know I tried to steer the conversation a little bit. He he was a political animal too, so we had fun talking about politics, but. Um, I remember seeing him last year at train camp, thinking he looked really bad. And I started getting ready for this. Man. Then he, he kept, he repeatedly would not be kept down. He came to all the games. And man, he, not like he sought me out, but anytime he'd come sit and have a dinner, meal with me before the game, with me all the time. Hey, Wex. That's how he said it. I kind of have the imitation down. Hey, Wex. Sit down and hey, Stan. You know, how the Indians doing? Oh, you know. But uh, I felt honored that someone of his status kind of, I don't want to say he sought me out. You know what? Here's what it is, I think. I felt like he sought me out, like he considered me special. And I think that's what everybody's going through today. I think that's what the outpouring's all about. He made everyone feel that way, like he was seeking you out. That there was no uh, factions of level of uh, employment status, the elites of the media world. I mean, he was all he was. He was in the elites. He was part of the elites. He was the he was the anchor. He was the number three hitter. Yeah. Um. But man, he, it wasn't like he had to sit with the elites all, all the time, like some of the elites do, you know? A lot of the elites do. They won't be bothered. And man, he was just a cool dude. And the way he, I look at him, I remember at training camp, he looked so bad. I'm like, Stan, what's going on? Oh, Wex, they tried this new uh, this new thing and it, it's gonna work. I know, I don't feel good, but uh, my numbers are up and th- this is going to happen and this is going to happen. Really, it- it's it's all going well. He was always like that you know, as-, as he deteriorated in front of your eyes. So, I mean, there's a lot, a lot to love about Stan. I-, I don't know what else to say. This is the first I've said anything about him. Everybody else has been talking. I didn't want to write anything. I didn't know what, what to write. Uh, so I was waiting for this podcast. I'm glad you asked. But um, I, I didn't want to seem like I felt closer to him than most. I felt really close to him. But again, I think that's how he made you.
2: Yeah. Heavy hearts in Pittsburgh uh, for the Savern family. We offer our, our love, thoughts, and prayers uh, to everyone. Um, and uh, you know, very, very, very sad news. So. Shifting gears a bit, let's uh move into OTAs. The Steelers organized team activities. Roll along here, and really you, you can't talk about Steelers OTAs. We can't have a podcast episode without talking about Kenny Pickett, his growth. It's what everybody's really, I don't want to say most excited about because there's a lot to be excited about with this team. Um, but but players are talking about his growth, his development, his maturity. And I know that you spoke to a few players.
1: Um, this week about Pickett, what are you hearing? Well, I mean, uh, what I wrote—he's he, his his leadership is through the roof. He's constantly texting these guys, constantly motivating them before practice, saying, you know, win every rep is his motto. Um, he's got everybody believing in me. Every, I mean, so beginning of his second year, and he's got everybody behind. Him. That said, I want to see more downfield passing. I want to see less scrambling. I'm not telling you what I saw. <laughs> right? We're t- So I'll leave it at that. I I I don't know where to go with uh critiquing a quarterback in shorts and is a second year when his receivers have been out. Uh DJ DJ's back in minicamp. Pickens showed up and Pickens was sidelined. So we it made sense now that he 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 missed OTAs. Potentially an injury. I, I don't know, but he was on the sideline, didn't play. So not sure what the deal is there. <laughs> but it's not like he was skipping OTAs. And I thought, you know, that's a second-year guy. He shouldn't be doing this. Right. And now it looks like there's some kind of minor injury. Um. um and, you know, he's hooking up with all the, uh, the, the guys like Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson was really excited talking about working with Kenny because last year, Allen Robinson went to the Rams and Stafford missed OTAs in the beginning of the summer in the early in camp. And Allen Robinson didn't get all of that. He got off to a slow start with the Rams. And then he and uh, uh, Stafford picked up after uh, late in the season and then Robinson got hurt. And that was the season. So he's getting this season off to a great start with his quarterback Allen Robinson's one of those brainy types that wants to be in the right spot at the right time. And that's why I think he'll make a good slot guy. That's why I think he's Jericho Kotchery. Yeah. Who was a so, player? Yeah. A good slot player, a good safety valve, a, like a tight end where if, you know, if the quarterback doesn't see his receivers, he knows where his slot guy is. He knows where his tight end is. Those are the guys you get it to when they, they move the sticks. Mm-hmm. And Alan Robinson thinks it's very important that he works, spends as much time with Kenny as he can. And he's ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Alan Robinson was a joy to talk to the other day. So they're all excited about that. Uh, I don't know if it's the immense pass rush these Steelers have, but I, I, I want to see more pocket ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's not like it. Hey, I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I stood on the sideline and bits and gossiped and acted like I wasn't there. So
2: yeah. that's
1: all I want to say about. I that'll be something to watch for training camp. I okay, all right. You know, as as the as camp goes on, that's when we'll be more critical of what the offense is actually doing. Right. Right now, you're just looking for attitude, what the coaches intend. Like the first day, uh, Dan Moore was still at left tackle. Simo Semoalo was uh, at left guard. Mm-hmm. And everything else was intact. You wanted to see that. You wanted to see what they're doing inside linebackers. You want to see what they're doing in their secondary. So that's what I like of the spring. And then go to talk to the ball players. Um, some of them are putting in the work and you can see it. Some of them are getting better as athletes. That's the that's the part of spring ball that I like. So I don't want to get too much into re- criticizing the offense. Gotcha. There's plenty of time to do that.
2: Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, I know it's difficult to glean anything, but you were mentioning Alan Robinson. Um, We were talking before before we got on here. I was going to want to talk about the receivers. Uh, I know we spent some time the last couple episodes talking about Calvin Austin, and he said Pickens uh, returned. But have you seen anything from this receiver group that stands out from last year? Or is it really difficult to tell because it is football in shorts?
1: All I can say is DJ looked good today. That's all I can say. I mean, I I might even get in trouble for saying that. But um, what what's the rest of them Pickens and uh, I told you he's hurt. Um, you know, Alan Robinson, Friermuth's he's sidelined. Yeah. <laughs> so not, I don't know where to go. Not much, not much.
2: Well, I did read this, so you did, you did, and you must have confirmed this, which you actually did through through the interview. But one player we haven't talked about. Much this year, uh, second year guy, uh, brother of Cam, Steelers legend, Connor Hayward. But he had a heck of a catch.
1: He did. But I tell you, today, he really impressed me. That's the one guy that stood out today to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as an athlete. So I think I'm allowed to say that. Um, and, and that's the guy who impressed me. Uh, really, not much more I can say. But he's... You know, I don't know, if, I don't know if you guys all know what kind of bodies these people have. You could see them in their uniforms. But he wasn't impressive as a specimen, you know, with his shirt off. Yeah. So I, I think that's changing. Not that I've seen him with his shirt off. I haven't gone to <laughs> confirm. But he just looks – everybody liked him last year. Tomlin even told walking down the hall with Cam, and said, you know, brother can play. He's a player. Mm-hmm cam wasn't sure Cam, you know he doesn't you never know until the coach says something like that yeah so cam was very proud of that and then then connor had a great last game well uh he is he is picked up from that spot and adding to it he's very very interesting because he's such a unique what position does he play
0: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
1: That is a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
1: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
0: many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a little fullback, little H-back. He's not, he's not even an H-back. You know, he doesn't even have an H-back body. does really have a fullback, but he's also an emergency tailback inline tight end slot tight end okay he's a niche player and and if he keeps making plays uh he's gonna carve out his own personal role in the history of this game I think think because he has no position he's gonna invent something
2: yeah he's he's a hybrid and to think of him I, I was really excited with some of the plays he made last year I think of that touchdown catch I can't remember what game it was but it was a Beautiful throw by Pickett, but an even better catch by Hayward. But just thinking of him combined with Fryermuth, Frayermuth, I can't pronounce his damn name. <laughs> and Darnell Washington, you know, they can do some pretty unique things with with their packages.
1: Let me say this about Darnell Washington. Uh oh. I mean, we see him on the sleds. We've seen the videos on Twitter. He can tear it up. Great blocker. There might be a reason Georgia didn't make him a pass receiving tight end. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I, I don't take this the wrong way, but I'm just kind of tempering the enthusiasm for him everywhere, you know, in Pittsburgh. Okay. I mean, there's a reason he went in the middle late third round, uh, in spite of his size. Yeah. I don't think he has bad hands, mm-hmm. but I'm not seeing the things he should be doing at six eight with that kind of athletic ability, I want. I want more. Mm-hmm. I want more from him, and I have. I have that feeling. I'm watching him. I'm like, Georgia probably wanted more from him too. Yeah, made the other guy the pass catching tight end. Mm-hmm. So, it, it it could be a slower process than everybody thinks. Got it. And you know, all the enthusiasm, all the reporters come to him all the time. They're treating him like. Like he's Gronkowski and he really hasn't deserved that. And I'm be interesting to see whether his maturity level, whether he's ready for all that adulation without really having done anything. So I, I would just temper a little bit with Donald Washington. Okay. And, um, but very excited about Connor Hayward. Hayward. I am as
2: well uh shifting gears a bit Jim I know that the d- defensive coaches made themselves available to the media today did you get a chance to talk with any of them
1: yeah I did um I want to start with Aaron Curry he's the new inside linebackers coach I asked him if he was hired to bring the Legion of Boom attitude here because you know these these six four corners how do you not think of Richard Sherman and Brandon Browner you know, yeah. I know Browner was a safety, wasn't he? But still, he was 6'4", 6'5".
2: Yeah.
1: They know what they're doing with those tall DBs. And so now they bring in Aaron Curry. And so he goes, no, I was not hired for that. I'm just joking, there." He goes, I, was, I think I was hired to bring physicality and toughness back to a team that has prided itself on physicality and toughness. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I, I I had some fun talking to him, um, you know, Cole Holcomb, he, he calls him extremely smart, loves Mark Robinson's athleticism, but it sounds like Robinson's still number three. Mm -hmm. You know, he's getting a lot of playing time because Cole Holcomb's been sidelined, still rehabbing last year's injury. So, um he was the guy I wanted to talk to first, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't play along with me on the legion of boom stuff. Okay. Okay. And with that revamp
2: secondary, did you get a chance to talk to Grady Brown?
1: Grady Brown. I don't know if you remember last year when he told me he was a <clears throat> uh, proponent of the law of attraction. Do you remember that? <sighs> yeah. You know what the law of attraction is? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The secret. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he had said that last year and, I believe it and uh, I mean how else would I get such a fantastic podcast without having manifested it right? <laughs> hey I don't know <laughs> so I said great you, you're you a proponent of the law of attraction law of attraction I believe in it why why do you ask I, I hit a, a, I a nerve but an interest with him after all he had all the questions and uh, he said I said okay well How did you manifest an entire new secondary this offseason? And he smiled. He says, well, let me tell you. I had, uh, they asked me before the draft, which corners do you like? I said, Joey Porter and Corey Trice. I got them. Uh, When Minka was coming out of high school, I recruited him. He went to South Carolina. He didn't go to South Carolina. He went to Alabama, and I watched with envy the entire time. I always wanted him. Now I got him. And he said, uh, who's the other guy? There's another guy. Oh, Pat Peterson. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> and I'll have to look this up before I write my story. <clears throat> but he said, I'm sorry, I have these Ricolas in my mouth. I I, I got a cough. I don't know where it came from. But anyway, um he said, and you guys know me and Patrick Peterson go way back, and I didn't know, but apparently it's a thing because mm-hmm. so. He goes, I'll just leave you with that. So these are all pieces that he wanted and he got them. Yeah. He's not going to take credit for manifesting it, but I'm telling you, this dude might be something special. He
2: might be. And what, coincidentally, I have a shirt on that says, thank God for Mika Fitzpatrick. So thank, maybe it should say, thank Grady.
1: For <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Well, you know, Troy Polamala was a meditator and a deep in prayer all the time and he got things just happened for him yeah he went to Pitt. paul hackett or he went to usc paul hackett recruited hackett gets fired in comes the best db coach in the country pete carroll mm-hmm. gives him a, a rovers position then he goes to the steelers a disastrous rookie year tim lewis is a defensive coordinator He's got a year left on his contract. There was nobody going to fire him, except Tim Lewis thought he was going to get fired. He was telling people, I'm going to get fired. And Cowher got wind of it. Cowher called him in the office and said, have you been telling people you're going to get fired? He goes, yeah, you are going to fire me, aren't you? Cowher said, I am now. Long you know, difference. he kind of wished it upon himself. And guess who came in? Guess who came in? Dick who would Troy manifest? Dick LeBunk. LeBun. Yeah. Great Dick LeBunk. So it's the you know, episode. You, you never know. You never know who's doing, who's behind all this stuff. So, Grady Brown, keep your eye on him for assistant coach of the year.
2: I'll tell you what, we, we've, this has been a, a really interesting episode, just everything we've covered here. I don't know if I've, I've experienced one like this before. This is.
1: And, well... I don't know that it's that woo-woo. I try not to get too far into the cosmos, but I, I thought it was interesting because he uh, he loved Corey Trice.
2: Yeah.
1: I said, was it painful? If you know you said he's the other corner he wanted, was it painful to wait seven rounds? He goes, Man, that's not I don't get paid to think for to think about that stuff. They asked me my opinion, I gave it, and then I got it. Yeah, I'm happy. So I'm keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, hey, Jim, as, as we wrap up episode 69,
2: uh, you, you were checking out some great pieces of Steelers art this weekend, I hear.
1: Well, I don't know about pieces, but there was some art. Um, for one thing, at, at the uh, Pittsburgh Arts Festival, they uh, did a play. One of the, I, I w- the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust, I wish I knew better. I have the program somewhere. Put on a play about Mike Webster. It was tough. It was brutal it was two hours long it was long and it opened with him behind a uh a screen you could just see the outline of him lying on a hospital of gurney or something whatever they call it and the doctor pulling the sheet over his head and saying 50 years old and it got worse I, I'm not saying the art was worse. The art was fantastic. It was, but it was grim. It yeah. was tough. The life didn't get better. I mean, you know, it, it stop, opens with his death, and the play gets worse because it, then it goes through his life, and it really wasn't met, weren't many moments of glory in this play. They didn't really delve into the four Super Bowls, but it was very interesting. I mean, it's one of those. It's one of those things. You you know when you're dealing with art when you're thinking about it two, three days later. Yeah. And you, you can't help but think of what, you know, the head goes through with these football players. Wow. wow! I mean, look at you. You were a football player, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're looking a little confused right now, aren't you?
2: Sad, sad excuse for one. I did have uh, several concussions, which there are moments now where I'll be doing something and I'll just start staring. And I'm like, oh, wait. C-T. Well, that's
1: what I was getting at because you were doing that to me just now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just enthralled by your your recounting of this this
1: wonderful play. This well, it, it it was really well done. Don't get me wrong, but it was grim. Yeah, it was tough. I wouldn't go see it again. Yeah. And I would only recommend it to people and I would tell them you're in for a grim two hours. Mm. And it's every bit of two hours. Oh man. They say ninety minutes with a fifty-minute break. It was two hours and ten minutes, and wow. Anyway, wow. Uh, the other piece of art was much more uplifting. The podcast with uh, all things covered: Brian McFadden, Patrick Peterson, and Troy Polamalu. Troy was fantastic, and of course, it's just so joyful to see him and BMAC. And there were tears being shed. I, I tweeted that it- they ran the Valvano gamut: laugh, cry, and think. Yeah, all of that. I mean, I laughed and I did. The tears came to my eyes because B Mac and Troy and and Patrick Peterson was taking it all in as a new Steeler. This is a guy who looks like he wishes he was with the Steelers his whole life. Yeah, and so that was uplifting, and just all three of them. And I, I felt, I, I felt grateful that I knew all three of them and that all three respected me, and so. I saw Peterson today. I said, hey, great podcast with Troy. And he's like, thanks, man. Patrick Peterson's a really good dude. Uh, very excited. Very excited for this secondary. Let's get him on the show. Okay, well, you know, they got their own podcast. They might not want to compete against themselves. Mac has come on. Well, I, I'll get him on. I know you, you want a current player. You're tired of me bringing in these old uh, Hall of Famers.
2: It would be nice to have Troy on here if we could get Troy. That would be great. I don't know if you can pull some strings. You're going
1: to make me go for the top one. Then next week, you'll want Lambert. <laughs> I uh,
2: I, I get it. Do you remember the story? I forget who it was that told it, where he came into the huddle, and he was smoking a cigarette, and he put it out. I said, all right, you mother, you clog up
1: the, the line. I make the tackle. Is that true? Is that real?
2: Like, is that really
1: happen? That Lambert it? went in the huddle smoking a cigarette? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you do that. If it was a preseason game or something, maybe, or if it was practice, maybe. But I'm not going to refute it. I don't know I, if you can get any more badass than that. Well, you know, he they smoked at halftime. Lenny Dawson has a famous picture of halftime of the Super Bowl smoking a cigarette. But, you know, the old story that they used to tell me about, Rocky Blyer told me this story about Jack used to have a Chobie party. Because they had a bunch of DBs from Lake Okeechobee, and they called them Chobies. Glenn Edwards and his boys, and uh, Lambert didn't think they could drink. They were DBs. They were lightweights. So he would have them come over. They would call it a Chobie party, and they'd come over, and they especially get the rookies and the newbies in the defensive secondary to come over and just drink them under the table. And Rocky said Lambert would come in real early the next morning, sit in front of his locker with coffee and smoke cigarettes as one by one, the Chobies came in with massive headaches. Jack just (laughs) laughed and laughed and laughed.
2: (laughs) Oh my man. We covered it all today. We covered it all. We, I mean, we got to wrap it up because I, I mean, that puts a bow on it. That's perfect. What a, what a way to end it with a, with a story about Lambert. Um, that's it. That's episode sixty-nine, Jim. It,
1: we're we're episode seventy next week. It's crazy. You yeah, know, well, you know, it's sixty-nine is like the number thirteen. Crazy things happen. We went through the, we went through the list of guys who've worn sixty-nine. Who did we come up with? Who did uh, we call?
2: Co- yeah. Oh, now you're testing my memory. Hey Rivera. We had to go
1: all the way back to Gabe Rivera. Now, yeah. Kevin Dodson, we're 69 right now.
2: Kevin Dodson, yeah. Um,
1: but, I mean, other than that, it's a, a hodgepodge of Ariel Solomons. You yeah.
2: know. Hodgepodge of Ariel. Okay, we got to stop. There's too much Steelers gold coming out of this. We got to save some for episode 70. And with that, that is the conclusion of, of episode number 69. Thank you so much for being supporters of the podcast You can check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider and give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. And we will see you back here next week for episode number 70 of the Still City Insider podcast. Jim, have a great week.
1: You too, Joe.